0: And welcome, my friends, to the Rise to the Top, the number one show for mediapreneurs. I'm David Site Garland, all about helping you build your kickbutt platform, grow your audience like the weed, making the bling bling, doing it all the right way, my friends. Very excited to have you. Uh, you know, I've got a very cool uh, story today to share with you. And by story, I mean guest. And by guest, I mean story. You know, they all go together, right? So, Stu McLaren is one of the cooler guys that I've met over the last few years in sort of the internet, business, mediapreneur, online space of doing things right. Now, if you don't know the name Stu McLaren, okay, that's okay, we're not gonna take personal offense to that, but I guarantee you, you've heard the name Wishlist before. Wishlist, which is the software that basically allows people that have WordPress sites to you know, create protected content, meaning that pe- content people have to pay for, which might be an online course, it might be uh, a membership site, it might be anything like that. And Stuart is the co-founder of the company, Stu. And what's interesting is that Stu, often when I see him on shows, or recently he's being interviewed and all these different things, he's talking about you know tips for membership sites and stuff like that, and, and that stuff's all great. But I know that you guys really love the behind the scenes story. So today, Stu's gonna share with us exactly how Wishlist came to be. Because realize, Stu's not a programmer. Stu, Stu is not a programmer, he's not a tech nerd, he's a mediapreneur. And You know, uh, Wishlist, which you'll find out about, went from a side project to over 40,000 customers, okay? And and Stu, he'll be the first to tell you, he's not the one programming, he's not the one developing it, but he created a company around this. And it is a very, very interesting story with many insights, regardless of what your business model is. You know, I don't care if you sell software or coaching or products and programs or digital products, whatever it is, you're gonna find a ton of insights from the story with Stu here today on the show, so hope you enjoy this, coming up right now on The Rise to Top. Now, couple reminders, couple things that are going on as we get started here. Uh, I mentioned this over the last few shows, so if you are interested in creating your own online course, um, you know and, and you want to learn how to do it and you want to learn the mediapreneur way of doing it Which is different than kind of a sketchy internet marketing way of doing it the mediapreneur way of creating promoting and profiting from your own Online course. I've got a course coming out. The launch is in May it is going to be super awesome called Create Awesome Online Courses. And I'm very excited for this. And if you want some free content and you want to be, you know, kept posted about this and this is something that you've been thinking about, just head over to the top.com slash courses, enter your email, you'll be all set there. Um, and also, I just want to give a shout to our good friends at GoToMeeting by Citrix Online. Now, I talked about this last week here on the show on episode 358 with Mr. Pat Flynn. Uh, but, you know, what's cool is you know, I've been using GoToMeeting for years now. You know, talk with my team, uh, you know, any meetings I need to have of any importance online because you can go with the camera now. You can go face-to-face because they have HD faces. So you can see people. It's really cool. But I keep finding, like, new ways to use Go Meeting, and it's funny where other people use it. So recently, we switched over software to something called Office Autopilot, and what was cool was... You know, we had a lot to do. I mean, there was a lot of things to move over to office autopilot for our email and all these different things. And, you know, they said, okay, let's just get on go to meeting. We'll figure it all out. And so we held a bunch of sessions on go to meeting. It was super easy. It's a very stable platform. You can use it from any advi- device, basically. Um, very cool. 45 day free trial for you. Head over to the rise slash go to meeting. It is a indispensable tool for mediapreneurs. 45 day free trial. And now here is Stu on the rise to the top. Alright, my friends, so super excited today to be joined by he lives in Canada. I think he was born in England, but he's got the Canadian accent. Were you born in England, Stu? <laughs> I was born in England, south of London in Gravesend, Kent. Okay, which we can't decipher at all from your voice because we have the cool Canadian accent, because that's where you grew up and that's where you live. Stu McLaren is in the house today. He is the creator, uh, the man behind, the genius behind some things that you guys are probably familiar with. Definitely wish list. I know that if you're in the internet space and you haven't heard a wish list, then Stu hasn't done his job. Um, and also a new product called Rhino Support. And I figured it'd be kind of cool, Stu, to co- have you come on today and kind of tell us a little bit about the stories behind these online companies. Does that sound yeah.
1: good? I'd love to. I think a lot of people will certainly be able to relate to where I was at and where I'm at now in terms of the story. So I'm, I'm excited to dive in.
0: Yeah, and I think great point there because you know, as you know, a lot of people that listen, and, you know, and watch Rise to Top, a lot of them are in the info game, a lot of them are, you know, figuring out products and programs, a lot of them are personal brands, but it doesn't matter because the story of how you build a online business can relate to you no matter what you're in. You know what I mean? Like regardless of what the type of business is, which you've done really well with software and membership sites and things like that. So, let's kick it back to the very beginning. Um, Wishlist, just give us a quick notes here, uh, just to give us some context to, when did Wishlist start? So the idea for Wishlist was actually came about in early
1: August 2008. Okay. And so that's when the the idea for it came, and then we basically created a a beta version of that um, that was ready a month later, Uh, so it was ready for September, and then we went live with it uh, to the general public
0: October 22nd, 2008. Okay, cool. So at that point there, let's say pre 2008, we don't need to go back to the day you were born in England, but what was sort of your business background at that point when you got to this point? Like what was, uh, well, the reason I'm asking that is I want to know what was attractive to you about starting a software company basically.
1: Yeah. So when I graduated university, one of the things that I was really passionate about was creative thinking. And it really served me well when I was in university. I mean, I failed out of my first year. i Got my. I got back in because I did some extra credits during the summer. But second year, like I barely scraped by. And third year, everything turned around for me because of one book. And it was called Jumpstart Your Brain. And it was all about how to think more creatively. Mm-hmm. And so that book completely took me from failing out first year to graduating top of my class named Most Outstanding Male. Now, the difference was learning to think creatively. So when I graduated, I wanted to share that message with other students. And so I started as a uh, motivational speaker, if you will, where I was going around to high schools and colleges and I was sharing with students how to think more creatively and how to apply it to their schoolwork. Well, long story short, one of the things that I realized was that small business owners could benefit from the same information and they were willing to pay more than schools were. And so I started sharing that information with small business owners and then ultimately that's what led me to wanting to leverage what I was doing uh, through a membership site because frankly up to that point it was a lot of like one-on-one stuff and or me speaking to an audience which is still limited by the amount of time that I have available. So a membership site was really attractive to share the same information but to a lot more people and to do it worldwide
0: interesting Stu because I know you well and I didn't even know this part of the story yeah which is like I'm like sitting here like holy crap that makes so much sense so it wasn't a case of Stu being like you know the kind of tech nerd sitting there saying I want to make a software company one day it was a case of you out there you know sharing a message speaking Doing this and, and you were trying to create something that was, you know, y- you can only be in so many places and so many times, right? For In terms of a business. And, Absolutely. And, and for people that don't know, by the way, uh, uh, Stu, and, and I'm sure you can explain it much better than me. In a nutshell, just in case just, they've been living under a rock since 2008 um, and they're not 100% sure what wish list is real fast. I'm going to read the verbatim, which is it's a membership solution for WordPress that is now trusted by over 40,000 blogs, online communities, and membership site owners. Is that uh, a fair synopsis as to what it is? That's it. That's
1: exactly what it is. So it takes WordPress and turns it into a uh, paid
0: or protected content membership site. Yeah, pimp your membership site. And by the way, Let's not confuse it. We're not, we're not going to jump into this for a while, but you know, that doesn't mean just that it's a membership site. It can also be to deliver your courses. It can deliver any content that's behind, that's paid, um, that, you want, that you want to protect. So you're, you're, you're going around. You're back to the story here, Stu. You're speaking. You're doing all these different things. Where did the idea, were you like in the shower one day and you're like, you know what we need to do? We need to create something called wishlist. Like, <laughs> where, where did the idea for the company come from? No, you know, and I think this is a big learning lesson for everybody right here because,
1: you know, for me at that point in time, you know, I was looking to create a membership site and a lot of my uh, colleagues had recommended a particular solution at the time and I was, you know, I I was fairly technical in the sense that, you know, I – work online all day every day so I'm comfortable with computers I'm comfortable with software but the reality was this other solution that everybody was recommending it was really technical David like I had I was getting so frustrated trying to set it up and you had to like hack you had to do right. some hacking on the server and revenge the- of
0: the nerds type stuff
1: it was totally revenge of the nerds <laughs> and uh, and what was frustrating me was I, ha- I was always um, having to call like a webmaster to help me with all these technical elements. And so I was moaning and groaning to my uh, now business partner. uh, His name's Tracy Childers. And I was saying, dude, you know, this is so frustrating. Like, I just wish that there was a solution that would do this and do that. And he's like, well, what would you do if if you could create your own solution? And I was like, man, I would have it this way. And I would have it (laughs) like native to WordPress. And I was going off. And he's like, well, dude, why don't we just create it? And I was like, well, hang on, Trace. I said, I'm not like a programmer. I have known nothing about programming. How the hell am I going to create it? And he's like, well, I have somebody working with me right now. His name is Mike, who is now one of our partners. And uh, he is a programmer. And so to make a really long story short, uh, Tracy and I teamed up together. Uh, Mike, um, and and basically I went into Photoshop and did some basic mock-ups of what I would want it to look like. And Mike put it together and within a month we had a beta version and uh, you
0: know the rest as they say is history holy crap so let's break this down here so the first thing that you did before anything it seems like once the idea was like kind of like let's try this right like once you had that conversation with Tracy and Mike was brought in was what basically get a prototype and let's figure out how to sell this thing like what was sort of that you know because there's people sitting there and let's say they're in a similar position as you Stu and they're, and they're thinking oh, I'm wondering what Stu did, like what was your first play?
1: Yeah, so okay, so here's the, the most important lesson for everybody on this. Um, when you have an idea like this, you want to make sure that you scratch your own itch and really think through like what do you want the experience to be like if you are the customer, if you're the user. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's it. I, basically what I was doing David, I, we had no intention of this becoming as big as it did.
0: Oh, I interesting. Mean, so you weren't was, like you weren't like. Here's the idea. It's gonna make me a zillionaire or something. You know?
1: Heck no. It was. It was basically we need a solution for myself. And so you know, if we could sell it afterwards, great. But the core purpose of it is to develop a membership solution that I can use to roll out the membership sites that I wanted to to build. So, you know, I was really focused on coming at it from how would I want this to be? And so it was very uh, customer centric, meaning like it was built for the customer who was not super technical. And that I think is a really important distinction because when you're creating something, if you're your own customer, then there's a very good chance that you're naturally going to build it with the customer in mind because you're wanting to make it easy
0: for yourself. Does that make sense? Oh, and it makes 100% sense. I mean, yeah. I mean, no one wants anything complicated. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and it's funny because you see some software out there. I don't need to name names on it. Everyone knows different types of software out there on different things. We're just like, oh my God, there's no way I'm gonna be able to figure it out. Well, it was probably created by someone that was very, very technical and very, very, you know, had a different mindset. I think there's anything wrong with that, but it's different. You know, um, it's totally different. And I think that the
1: the um, the uh, comfort for everybody who's not technical is that you can develop great solutions for people, even if you aren't the programmer behind it. Because if you approach it from the customer's perspective or you're creating something for yourself, then you're naturally, in most cases, going
0: to develop something that's going to be a winner for the customers. Oh, great points, too. And so when, when at that moment, though. You got you got this developer guy. Got a partner here. You're you're creating. You're kind of scratching your own itch, as you mentioned. Um, when you started it, I'm assuming that this was pretty much bootstrapped. Is that is that fair, or or I'm assuming that's what what route you went.
1: Yeah, completely bootstrapped. So you know, we hired Mike to develop the first beta version yep. and it was ready within a month. And then we opened it up to uh, one of my mastermind groups and just said, hey guys, this is what we've been working on. Um, if you'd be interested in it, uh, we're going to be selling it for $297 and we'll give you the beta version for 97 and um, almost all of the people in the, in the mastermind signed up for it, which was awesome. And the reason we didn't wanna give it to them, David, in this case, was because we wanted to see if people would be willing to pay for it.
0: Great point, so you were saying, because a lot of people when they hear beta tester or whatever, or beta person, they're thinking free. Uh, and you're saying that's not the case for you guys.
1: Yeah, in this case, we, gave, uh, we sold it to them for $97, and it had a lot more buy-in from them, which enabled us to get a lot more feedback in a shorter time frame, which was really valuable to us. So, you know, through that experience, we reiterated and we made some changes and some tweaks and clarified a few things, and then we launched live October twenty-second, uh, two 2008 and uh, from that point forward, I mean, it's now powering 40,000 plus online
0: communities and membership sites. Which, which is incredible. Now, a, qu- a couple questions here is, uh, before we get into kind of that October 2008 moment. Um, when you were offering these people the kind of the $97 special discount, was there also sort of the contingency of like, hey, we really want to hear your feedback. We want to hear bugs. We want to hear this. We want to hear that. Was that kind of like part of your approach with them as well?
1: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't mandatory, but we definitely uh, expressed that. We're like, guys, this is, you know, in its early infancy, the more feedback that you give to us, the better, because then we'll be able to adjust it and really uh, cater this whole piece of software to uh, all of our needs. So the more feedback we get, the, the better we can make it, and it's going to serve everybody that much more.
0: Very cool. So you launch October, officially open for sale to the public how do you get the first customers this is where i i
1: think you know um we were we hit a, we hit the market with something with a product that uh not only did i want to need but a lot of people did as well sure And the reality was we did not do a lot of promotion and we still have not done a lot. I mean, it's something that we're certainly looking to, um, you know, increase in terms of our uh, marketing and the ad budgets and stuff. But the reality was uh, the word spread virally um, just through the sheer need that was in the marketplace. So when people started finding out that there was a membership site plugin that tied into WordPress, it wasn't a separate solution that you had to hack your server and get all these things lined up, and it was native to WordPress. Um, the word spread really quickly, and basically uh, sales just started taking off. I mean, in the first month, I think we did, um, I think it was like around four or five thousand dollars worth of sales. Which, you know, for us on a, a side gig, we were just like, man this is way more than we had right. anticipated right from the get-go. Um, and then it slowly started to increase, and it got to the point around um, December when I think we were, doing, we were doing over five figures a month at that point. And I basically had the conversation with uh, Tracy. I said, dude, I think this thing's got legs, and I really want to go full tilt on it. And so Tracy had another business. I had another business as well. But long story short... I ended up um, letting go of my clients, and I mean this was a this was a bit of a ballsy move. Sure, um, sure. Because I mean, at the time, that business where I was working with uh, these uh, small business owners and clients and stuff, I mean that was like a five figure a month, um, you know, sizable five figure a month business. So, I had a conversation with my wife Amy, and I said hun I think this is like got legs and she said well let's go for it and so she was uh, a full-time teacher and we were basically living off of her salary uh, mm-hmm. for several months while you know I, I let these clients go and then just focused on wishless full-time.
0: Now, I, I want to go back to the marketing in a second because I'm not letting you off the hook on something. I'll ask you about it in a second. But, but I want to know uh, on that respect, was it just kind of like a feeling? Like, was there a, was there a moment where you're like, you know, did it hit a certain number or was it just like you, you just could feel it like in your gut that it was time to, to make that move? Like what was, what was sort of like, you know, that tipping point, if you will, for you to say, okay, that's it. I'm going, I'm going full in. It, it was definitely a feeling, David. And I, and I there's no way that I could quantify it and yep. say to people
1: like "This is the moment when you know it's time to go, but there was uh, just a lot of excitement in the marketplace, and the people that were using it were you know really excited about it uh, We were using it in in our business as well, and so like I was pumped about it because you know I was using it every day and I could see the value it provided and I just had a gut instinct that there were a lot more people out there that would be able to benefit from this, and I just really wanted to go for it and the thing that I really loved about it was that. It gave me a business that enabled me to immediately leverage my time. Right. And that's what I was seeking in the first place when I was looking to build a membership site. And this gave it to me immediately. So that's one of the big, big reasons why I was excited when
0: I saw that there was momentum and, and made the decision to, to jump Jump board. As all good entrepreneurs do. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I very rarely heard from someone that was like, you know, and then we I had to hit this exact thing, and then I said, okay, I'm quitting or I'm stopping or I'm focusing 100%. It's like, there's definitely a gut that goes with every business somewhere. You know what I mean? Um, Absolutely. So, so, Stu, I want to ask a question that uh, is my not letting you off the hook question, um, <laughs> which is, by the way, I totally understand that once this was in the hands of people that needed it, that it spreads. Because it just makes sense. I totally get that. Like, that makes 100% sense how this kind of spread without doing a ton of promotion. But you and I both know it had to start with some people that found out about it, right? Like, they had. there's someone had to, someone had to find out about the darn thing. Um, and, you know, I've seen different strategies from people, like, whether it was, you know, giving it to influencers in the space or, you know, doing other kind of, you know, more tactical things of, like, how do we get this started, um, you know, like those, literally those first people. How how did they find out about it? Would they just happened to be friends with you, or what was kind of the the way that they got in there?
1: Yeah, actually, the, you hit the nail right on the head. You know, our first beta group was made up of you know friends and colleagues that were I was in a mastermind with. So you know they helped spread the word in the beginning, which certainly helped. You know because that got they had uh, email lists of uh, you know, small uh, business owners that could benefit from it. I had. My own email list of uh, small business owners. So I emailed out to my list. Um, my business partner Tracy, he too had a uh, uh, an email list of small business owners. So collectively, you know, we probably got the word out to. At the time, I would say that you know, combined the email lists were probably about hundred thousand people. Um, but you and I both know that not all emails are going to get open. But sure. here's the reality that certainly was a great jump start for us. And that certainly helped get the momentum going. And then momentum begets momentum. You know, like once a lot of people uh, see it and they're using it and they're, they've got a great experience with it, they're naturally gonna share the product uh, with others and that's exactly what happened with us.
0: Yeah, no, uh, it's a great point. Um, you know, and also I think it's a testament to, you know, building sort of a, uh, I don't, want to, I don't even want to say the word community because it's, it's kind of an overplayed word in this situation, but that you were out there hustling and getting your name out there and, and so was your partner and different things like that where when you were starting, it wasn't from pure scratch. Correct. You know what yeah. I mean? Which I, lo- I love to hear that because it's, it's not a case of like no one knew who you were, no one knew who he was, no one knew you guys, and you're like, okay, how do we get like one person in to buy this thing? You know what I mean? And so it's like there was a lot of back work here that people don't see.
1: Yeah. And a lot of people will never see it. You know what I mean? And the, the key thing I think with business is that you take the momentum from one uh, effort or one business and you parlay that into the next. And, you know, the, at the at the heart of it, though, is relationships. I mean, you hit the, you just mentioned it. You know, it's, it's the fact that I had existing relationships and I had built those up for years. I mean, um, I had been working on developing those relationships for over five plus years before um, it was, you know, before we launched Wishlist Members. So there's always uh, going to be, uh, everybody's got an advantage and you've just got to nurture it and continuously be mindful of how you can carry the momentum from
0: one thing into another. Right, because there's such a big difference between someone that's like a little bit, even a little bit established, and having a little bit of a, you know, trusted base, if you will, and then saying, "Hey, we got this," versus you know, nothing. So there's a difference there. So yeah, well, hang on one sec, because I do want to touch on something there,
1: because you know, a lot of people are probably going to say, "Well, what if I am that person that is starting from scratch?" Well, here's what I, you know, when I started one of the things that you've got to do is you've got to hustle. And so you've got to really put forth an effort to develop those relationships. So, I mean, in the beginning for me, I was reaching out to people who I admired and who I wanted to work with. And I was offering to volunteer my time and work for free. And a lot of that went quite far to helping me get in front of the people that I needed to get in front of to build the relationships that I needed to build. And as a result, when you start building quality relationships with one or two people, then they open themselves up to their network. So you immediately, you know, begin developing relationships with their network and it just begins to build from there. So in the beginning, yeah, you're going to have to roll up your sleeves. You're going to have to hustle. You're going to have to, you know, uh, try to help as many people as you can. You may have to volunteer time, work for free. But all of which is all served to help you take that step forward and uh, begin building your business.
0: Very cool. So as we go here, kind of into the story a little bit more, you, you know, 2008, you get it up, you get it going. You, you, you end up saying, OK, you know, getting some momentum. I'm, I'm going to quit what I'm doing. I'm going to I'm going to focus 100 percent on this. You continue to grow it there where does the story kind of go from there um you know because i'm sure there's lots of twists and turns down an entrepreneurial path was it just a case of like, let's focus on what you know continue to improve the product getting it out there like where, where did you guys go from there no
1: actually it wasn't all uh peaches and cream david it wasn't Stu. <laughs> <No>.
0: shocking Stuart. <laughs> so, you crazy um, man
1: so here's the thing so like it was the three of us in the beginning right it was tracy uh... mike and myself now uh... tracy um, and i were trying to handle as you know much of customer support as we could by ourselves but the reality was like when it got into uh... technical questions the only person that could really answer those were mike and so um, long story short we ended up hiring a couple other people uh... ray who is still with us today and greg uh... who was you know instrumental in the beginning of our company and they um, helped us tackle support But again, it always, all the technical stuff always came back to Mike. So, you know, fast forward about a year and a half and what ended up happening was uh, Mike came to us and he said, you know what, guys, I uh, really appreciate you both and I love what we've created, but I'm completely burnt out. And he's like, and I think at this time I'm going to resign and I'm going to actually, you know, see about starting my own business. Yeah. And so, you know, that was like our, oh crap moment because, you know, Mike is like a super smart, you know, he's like our man genius, you know? Like this guy is like the, the guy that is the face behind the code, you know what I mean? And we're just like, crap, how the hell are we gonna re- be able to replace him? And not only that, but at the same time, WordPress—we're making all these big changes, and so of course, technical that's stuff, gonna, yeah, technical stuff—that's going to impact um, you know the way our product functions. And of course, now we've got thousands of customers, so it's just a problem that just gets compounded, and so. We had a, it was gut check time. And so we said, okay, Mike, can you give us a few weeks? And he said, absolutely. So we went on a hiring spree and we hired six full time people. Wow. And uh, it was a huge gut check because basically that meant we were essentially hitting the reset button in terms of what Tracy and I were making in the, from the business. Sure. Um, because we had to pour it right back into, you know, funding the salaries of these people. And, to make a long story short, um we were able to tread water for several months, but I mean it really was not a uh you know a, a great experience. I mean we were we were struggling for for several months just to you know basically keep our head above water.
0: Um and so how did you get out of that situation or how did it
1: improve? So here was the turning point and this is kind of a bit of a funny story. So um in August of um 2010 so this uh, this all happened like this whole shakedown went you know happened like around March 2010 uh, April 2010 so come uh, fast forward to August and Tracy said to me you know what Stu I am actually going to uh, go and fly and and uh, I'm flying to go see Mike and I said okay and he's like I'm I've uh, asked to hire him for a week of consulting uh, to basically help us get wishlist member back on track and I said, okay, I said, well, listen, dude, I want to come with you. And he's like, what do you mean? And I said, well, I want to come with you because I don't think that we should hire him for a week of consulting. I think we should, uh, we need to get him back full time. And he's yeah. like, well, I don't, I don't know if he's like going to be open to that. And I said, well, dude, we got to offer him a partnership in a wishlist. And Tracy's like, oh man, I don't know about that. And you know, we had this back and forth conversation and finally Tracy's like, no, I think you're right. And so I flew with, um, Tracy, we met Mike and I'll never forget. I was, you know, talking to him and I said, Mike, so how's your business going? And he's like, well, it's going okay. He's like, but you know what? He's like, there's a lot to running your own business. He's like, I haven't even really gotten around to any of the stuff that I enjoy. I've been so caught up in like, you know, the accounting side of it and setting all kinds of things up. And, you know, inside I'm like grinning and I'm like, yes, (laughs) (laughs) that's funny. And And then, um, so then I went uh, I went straight into my pitch and I was just basically like, listen, man, uh, we want you back. We want to make you a partner in the business. Um, it'll uh, enable you to just focus on what you do best, which is code. We'll handle the rest of the business. We've surrounded uh, you with other developers who you can uh, teach and nurture and grow. and uh, And we'll continue to grow that team so that, you know, you're basically... Uh, leading and developing a, a team of uh, great people uh, around you that can help offset the workload so that you're just focused on on the coding and developing uh, new projects and stuff. So anyway, long story short, he was uh, beaming from ear to ear and he said afterwards uh, at the end of it, he's like, you know, what? I'd be stupid to say no. He's like, I'm in. And I was like, thank the Lord, because, I mean, this was a huge moment. But then we were walking away after that meeting, and he says to Tracy and I, hey, guys, can I I be honest with you? And I was like, well, yeah, dude, I would hope so. And he's like, well, my wife actually suggested that I ask for my job back before I came to this meeting. (laughs) (laughs) That's too funny. I, I was like, really? I said, well, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go home to your wife tonight, and I want you to tell her that you not only took her advice to ask for your job back but that you convinced us that you should be a partner in the business. I'm like, dude, you do that, you're gonna get the best sex that you've had in months. That is true, my friend. (laughs) That that is
0: true, my friend. I mean, it's crazy how those stories kind of twist and turn and then you guys were kind of back at it together. Now, you know, it's funny because we could get into so many different things with Wishlist too, but I'm curious, over the last uh, you know few years, what are some of your biggest insights that you've taken away from, or you know, either stories or insights of kind of what's made it so successful for you guys?
1: Well, the big lesson from that story particularly is that um, you can, it's worth, it's like for me, looking back, we should have made Mike a partner right from the get-go. Yeah, right. Um, That was a huge thing, especially if you're getting into like, if you're gonna develop a software company and neither of the partners are the technical (laughs) person. Right. I mean, to me, you really want to have a technical co-founder because, you know, for lack of a better description, when shit hits the fan, you need somebody who can roll up their sleeves and get things fixed. And, um, you know, that was not Tracy and that was not myself. So uh, that was a big insight. And then the, um, along those same lines, you know, we've since, uh, we now have a team of 17 full-time people. And I will tell you that there is nothing, nothing, better than investing in good people. Mm. Um, Because it may cost you more, but I I will tell you in, in terms of, it may cost you more in terms of their salary, but it will save you a ton of frustration and headaches and, uh, you know, taking two, one step forward, two step back uh, type situations. And so there's nothing, in my opinion, that, uh, you know, outweighs hiring good quality people. So um, those are certainly two big insights. And then uh, beyond that, I think the other thing that I've kind of rekindled uh, lately is just the um, excitement and joy and certainly value that others can gain from hearing your customer stories how they are using your mm-hmm. product or service and how sure. they are benefiting from it and that's something that I've kinda of rekindled and, and uh, um, you know, connected with I would say in the last six to eight months and that's really made me more excited about the product and certainly, has, uh, certainly gained value for uh, others who are looking at it too very cool and then what do you see kinda of the next steps for uh- you know, wish list and where you guys are going with it? Well, we really kind of feel like we're just scratching the surface. I mean, I know it's, you know, we've been doing this since 2008 and that may seem like a long time, but the reality is like, we just kind of feel like we're just scratching the surface. Um, We're doing, uh, we're really doing a huge overhaul um, that we're working on. Uh, We've got, where we've got a a bunch of uh, very exciting things um, uh, happening for that. And then we're expanding it beyond just us, you know. So one of the things that is so amazing about the WordPress community is there's tons of developers who are sure. constantly developing on it. Sure. Well, a lot of people have developed Various add-ons and plugins and extensions and integrations for Wishlist members specifically. So we're really looking to give the uh, line or the, shed some light on those people and and really develop a marketplace where you know others can benefit from all the other extensions and add-ons and all that kind of stuff that uh, some of these developers have created. So it's really developing into its own ecosystem. That's uh, very exciting for anybody who is. Uh, created a membership site, delivering courses online or uh, having a protected community. There's lots and lots of options that are going to be made available uh, once we really dig in here.
0: All right. Very cool. And then one final topic, Stu, and then I'm going to give some links out. We got all kinds of cool stuff going on. Um, is that because you guys didn't have enough going on, uh, you decide, hey, we're going to also get into the support game by creating uh, you know, a solution for small business owners to provide better customer, uh, you know, customer support uh, with something called rhino support. So tell us, like, why the heck did, it, why, why, did you, why why did you create another company, Stu? Yeah, it
1: kind of seems like it's like a left-field thing, right? So, um... You got to imagine at the uh, at the time when we were bouncing the idea for Rhino about we had sixteen full time people uh, for Wish List. Now the help desk solution that we were using was charging us fifty dollars per month per agent. Okay. So our company was incurring a cost of around eight hundred dollars a month just to use a support desk. Right. And what I found as a business owner was I was getting like squeamish about the fact that. If we hire another person, that's another $50 a month or another $600 a year just for them to use the help desk. And I didn't like the feeling of questioning whether I should add somebody new to the help desk just purely based on the fact that there was going to be another cost. So again, I am uh, moaning and groaning about this to another friend of mine. His name is Scott Brandly. Uh He's one of the uh, top donors for our charity, and we were over in Africa, of all things, and we were opening up uh, one of our schools that we have built uh, for our charity over there. And we're talking business, and I'm sharing this frustration with him, and he's telling me he had the same frustration, and that they had built a solution called Rhino Support. And I was like, wicked, dude. And he was telling me about it. And I was like, I can't wait to check it out. So we got home. He shares it with me. And it does everything that he said it was going to do. But here's the kicker. It looked awful. Ah, ah, (laughs) I see. I see. Yeah. It, It looked terrible. And so I'm like, dude, this is awesome. But man, it looks awful. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, you can't go to market with this. I'm like, because you could tell that it was developed or designed by a uh, programmer. And no offense to programmers out there, but if, if you don't have a design Yeah, but they design, can't design, I,
0: sorry. I, yeah. I, I'm friends with lots of them and I'm friends with lots of designers. It's two different sides of the brain, you know? Two, totally. And so anyway, we got chatting and I was talking to him about how he uh, could
1: redesign it and, and the marketing behind it and stuff like that. And so long story short, we decided to partner up. So his company partnered with my company, uh, Wishlist, and we basically began uh, revamping uh, Rhino support. And it, it took us almost almost two years, if you can believe it, David. Oh, wow,
0: I did not know. Wow, that's, yeah.
1: No. It took us two, two years, and, um, and then we finally, we moved all of our support over to it, um, you know, well, it was almost uh, a year ago now, and I mean, that was really the, the, the biggest test that uh, it was going to have, because with Wishlist, I mean, we get hundreds of support tickets a day. Absolutely. So, it was probably the best beta uh, tester that uh, we could ever have. And so, based on that, you know, we had a month of reiterating the product again and improving it. And then we really started to open it up to a closed beta group. And we've had hundreds of people uh, use it for, you know, months and months and months. And uh, I'm really, really proud of that product because uh, we use it every single
0: day. So, it's another situation of scratching our own itch. I was just going to say that the exact same thing as Wishlist, the story is like a little bit different, but parallel in terms of you're frustrated with something and you're like, ah, we can do it better. And this one just happened to be, you found a sort of version of it that you had to pimp out, you know? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And, um, yeah. And so now it's available and we're pumped and excited about it. And, uh, the real differentiating factor though, it, it goes back to what my frustration was where the pricing model is not set around, you know, charging on a per agent per month basis. Cause that's what pissed me off, Right. you know? Right. And so what we did was we, um, we give business owners unlimited agents for one low fee. So for us, you know, what, uh, other support desks are charging on a per agent basis we give unlimited agents so that's really again uh, going back to what I was frustrated with as
0: a a consumer and, and listening to that and then pricing things accordingly All right, awesome so let me let me do this too first of all thank you for sharing this there's so many different insights and I think you know we can sit here and give tips and do all those different things but I think when you hear the real story it's just mm-hmm. like, I feel like we all resonate with that. You know, I feel like we just resonate with hearing, not like in theory, what did Stu do or what right. should you do, but hearing exactly what you did. And I think that's just an interesting story to hear about that. So I want to thank you so much for sharing that with the peeps here today on, uh, at Rise Nation for sure, Stu.
1: Yeah. Well, listen, I appreciate you, David, and I uh, appreciate your community. I've I've been uh, listening to all the great interviews on your site for for years now and appreciate all the hard work that you keep pouring into that. So it's just uh, it's great to be a part of the community.
0: For sure. And now I want to give up, as we wrap up here, uh, a couple links for folks that do want to check out uh, Rhino Support and Wishlist. They are my delicious affiliate links. So here's the thing. If you buy, Stu is going to give me a what, Stu? A present? Am I going to get uh, a new wardrobe, a... A special dance video from you, something like that, right? I'll I'll send you some new makeup, David. Great. So, Stu's going (laughs) to send me makeup if you guys decide to get through these links. But uh, I'm going to give them to you real quick here. I'll link them up, of course, in the show notes on the RiseTop.com. It's the RiseTop.com slash wishlist, W I S H L I S T. That's going to get you to check out wishlist. So, if you want to create any kind of protected content with your WordPress site, no-brainer. Got to get wish list. slash wishlist and then support, which, by the way, as a mediapreneur, is so vital, and it's one of those things that gets so overlooked all the time because you know you're working on your products and you're working on your community and you know working on all these different things. Sometimes support goes by the wayside when it could be the most important thing um, in your business in a lot of different ways. So Rhino support. It's going to be risetop.com slash Rhino, like a rhinoceros, R-H-I-N-O. Uh, so therizestop.com slash rhino. You can check that out. Um, you can also check out more from Stu at Stu.me, st He shares a lot of his stuff about building a lifestyle business and more money, more impact, right, Stu?
1: That's exactly what it is, my friend. So, yeah, I appreciate you uh,
0: giving the plug. All right, thanks, Stu. It was always a blast talking to you, my man. Likewise. Thanks, everyone. All right, my friends. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Stu. Again, check out through my special affiliate links, theristop.com slash wishlist, theristop.com slash rhino to check out both wishlist member and rhino support, two very cool companies created by a very cool dude. So I hope you enjoyed that, Stu. Great guy. So reminders, uh, one more time that if you haven't already, make sure you're on the Rise VIP email list. If you like interviews like this and you also want to hear quick tips from me, uh, get on the VIP email list, therizetop.com slash VIP. Big shout out once again to our good friends at GoToMeeting, indispensable tool for mediapreneurs. Grab it at therizetop.com slash GoToMeeting, 45-day free trial, easy meetings from anywhere, use your camera, show slides, do whatever you need to do, show your computer, show your screen, all that kind of jazz. So I will see you next time. I'm David Sight McGarland, and remember, if you want some fluff, you know what to do, go pet a bunny.